Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Okay, okay, you're here. Great. Now listen up. We have so much to get to today. We got to go into microwave mode. We're going to talk about time blocking this week. We're going to talk about social media made simple. And we're also going to announce the keynote speaker for the Idea Collective Small Business Conference happening in early November. Not only are we going to announce it, we're going to talk to him right now. Joining us on the Pat Miller Show is the small business turnaround king, Marcus Lamonis, one of my small business heroes. Marcus, excited to see you at the conference this year. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm doing great. I can't tell you how excited I am to do this. Uh, Anytime we get a chance to talk to other business owners about what's happening in their life and how we can help get their minds right about improving the people that they have, including themselves, improve the process that they have, and then make sure that their product, whether it's a product or service, is on point. I love about what you do, and I've been watching The Profit forever and been following the way that you talk about small business. There's a real alignment, and that's why I think you're perfect for our small business community, because you talk about relationships and positivity and abundance, and that's just right in line with the Idea Collective. Our tagline is don't grow it alone. For someone that's as smart as running a business as you are, like you're an expert at this, not a lot of people talk about positivity and abundance and relationships. Where does that come from in your worldview as an entrepreneur? It really comes from uh, many years of seeing the successes that happen and the failures that happen in my own life, in my own business, and recognizing what the counterpoint is. And anytime I tried to do it alone or thought I had all the answers or thought I could solve it all myself, the failure rate was significantly higher. And anytime I made it a collaborative effort, hired people that were smarter than me, better than me and stronger than me and, and just quite frankly, uh, you know, better than me, uh, the business success rate increased dramatically. And what I learned over the years is that businesses are really about relationships and about the people you surround yourself with. And it sounds a little uh, too promotional in nature when you say those things, but I have the facts and the figures of almost 30, 40 years of business that prove that theory out. And as I've seen other people who have been successful in business, same kind of thing. When they try to do it alone, there are exceptions to the rule where it may work once in a while, but the more you can get other people involved, the better you're going to be. What's so great about your appearance at the retreat is we just get to have a conversation. We're going to talk through the three Ps because we've both been to those business conferences where the keynote gets up there and gives their 45-minute speech and walks off. But you're going to talk with me. We're going to talk through the three Ps. You're going to take some questions from our community members. So what can we expect during that conversation as we go through the three Ps of small business? Well, the only way that conversation really works for everybody is if people come with an open mind and an honest mind about what they're struggling with. And what people can expect 
is to get very real answers about the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And I have no problem sharing my my failures and what I believe uh, led to them and what I see in other people and what I believe leads to their success and failure. And I'm hoping just to have an open dialogue where people feel uh, less like they need to show off and more like they need to show up. Wow. I love that. And that's what the community is about because we get together and we support one another. We say in the group that you need to have the courage to ask for help and the grace to offer it when people ask. Because a lot of people, and you see this on LinkedIn, they're running around trying to be the smartest person in the room all the time, and they won't set aside that mentality to try and get the support from people that they could use uh, along the way. One of the things I wanted to ask you about in the three Ps, people is first. And I think a lot of maybe first-time small business owners or people that aren't growing as big as they could be, they worry more about the product. What happens when we double down on supporting our people and making sure that the right people are on our team? Well, it increases the odds that the product or service are right. And this idea that we have all the answers in a moment in time may be true, but as time changes and the macro environment changes and society changes, the digital strategy changes and artificial intelligence comes into play <laughs> and all these things change. Uh, if you don't have good people around you, you're not going to necessarily understand the necessity to rapidly evolve your product or service. And on day one, the minute you launch your company, it may be perfect for the market. 487 days later, it may not be. And if you don't have really good people around you that are willing to be honest with you, that are they're able to solve that problem maybe even better than you, that are willing to acknowledge that, yeah, things need to change, then you're going to be good for a minute and then your, your light's just going to flicker out. That's my big concern for people is that everything changes every day. As I watch the profit for all the years that you've done it, it seems like that's one of the first things that you consider when you walk into a business you need to turn around. Maybe they have a great product, but the team isn't quite right. So what does it feel like if you're the business owner and the team isn't right? What are some of the symptoms that pop up or some of the things that might you might be feeling if you need to make sure that everyone's in the right seat? Well, I guess the first thing is if you're the business owner and the people are right, you probably need to find a mirror. Because the reality of it is, is that you're the one that actually put that together. And as business owners, I, I too often find that people want to blame everybody else. But if you're, the, if you're the architect of the building, you're the captain of the ship, you're the boss that you want it to be, that comes with responsibility and acknowledgement. And if things aren't right, at the end of the day, there's really nobody ultimately responsible other than you. Product is the third piece of the puzzle. But the other thing I wanted to dig in on is, Process is another thing that maybe we don't worry about as much as we could. Is that the one that's the most overlooked of having a solid process or are they all equally to blame in a business that isn't working the way that it should? Well, rather than focus on the blame, I'd rather focus on where are you able to move the needle the most? And, you know, the obvious piece is around people, but, but great people with a bad business plan still makes it a bad business. And great people with an irrelevant product still makes it a bad business. And great people with no process still makes it a broken business. <laughs> so you can have the people and you got to check that box. But, you know, the process for me isn't just about how you make the widget or how you provide the service. It's the steps that go into determining 
what is the right product or service and what is the right pricing and what are the features and benefits that it should have and how do you deal with customer resolution? How do you deal with conflict? And how do you deal with the vendors? How do you uh, uh, staff up as your business is growing? And so sometimes people think the process is the I Love Lucy where you see that the chocolate <laughs> coming down the conveyor belt. That's, that's a part of the process, but the game plan to come up with the idea and the game plan to map it out and the cash flow to build it and business plan to develop it and the marketing, all of those things are all part of that process. And that's why you need subject matter experts in each of those different areas. And I understand that when you're small and you're just starting out, you have to be the subject matter expert of everything because the business doesn't have a lot of working capital. I get that. But there are a lot of free resources out there. There are a lot of people that you can consult with uh, at, at the level of budget that you have. Primarily, the thing that I think hurts people the most is they open up a business with a great idea or a great service or something, something wonderful, but they don't have sufficient working capital. They didn't build that into their plan. And then things don't go exactly the way they needed them to. And they don't have any money to hire any people to help them. And the business comes away. Yeah. So we keep hearing about small business failure. The failure usually happens in the early phases or in the late phases, rarely in the middle. I either didn't plan properly in the beginning or I haven't accepted change uh, uh, management enough uh, in the end to evolve. And so you look at the bookends of a business and that's usually where they fail, the beginning and the end. In the middle, they, they clunk along pretty well. Last question I have for today is, You've had so much success. You're running a giant company. Why are you still doing this? Why are you still helping small business owners my size and the folks in our community when there are so many other things that someone in your position could be doing? Why are you still so concerned about helping small business owners win? Because it's the most important thing that drives our economy. And it's the most important thing that drives our communities. And if you look at the number of businesses out there, there are more small businesses than there are big businesses. And you look at the fabric of our neighborhoods and our towns and our cities and our states, and they're largely driven by the success or failure of those business owners. And so it feels like um, you can do a lot to improve your community. You can do a lot to improve society. Now, this happens to be the one thing that I want to spend my time on because I see the value. I love that guy. I can't believe he's going to be the keynote for the Idea Collective Small Business Conference happening in early November. Details at ideacollectiveincubator.com. Okay, more to do. Let's talk about time blocking with Julie Miller Davis next. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414 414- 310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick-accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along 
a trusted sidekick. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. And if you're a small business owner, raise your hand. Unless you're driving, don't raise your hand if you're driving. But if you're not driving, raise your hand. Okay, great, hands up. Now raise your other hand if you're working more than five days a week. That's way too many hands that are going up. In fact, we probably shouldn't even be working five days a week if we're working on the stuff that matters. If it feels like you're working as hard as you can and there's just not enough time to work on the stuff that moves the needle, our guest today is going to teach us on how to open some space in our calendar so we don't have to be working constantly, especially on the busy work. Joining us is Julie Miller-Davis, the founder and CEO of JMD Productivity. Always love having her back on the show. Julie, great to see you. Thanks for coming back on the show. How are you today? Hi, Pat. I'm so glad to be back here. I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, today's uh, issue is big, right? You talk to people all the time that are seemingly working as fast and furiously as they can, sometimes up to seven days a week. And you have a way to help us figure out how to create space in our calendar. So we are all like on the edge of our seats. <laughs> how does that happen? Teach us a wise one. Yeah. So um, let me start with just a tiny bit of information about myself. Um, I've never been one who was, I've always been one who compartmentalized my day. Even when I was growing up, I, I played the piano. I was in sports. I was a pretty good student. I was in the plays all the things at school. So I compartmentalized, got up and practiced the piano at five o'clock, went to school, did my home, went to ski practice, did my homework, went to play practice. Like that was my day. And what I want people to know now is that you can grow your business and not work five days a week, nine to five, eight to six, 10 to 10. You know, you can, <laughs> you can grow your business and not work seven days. I am um, I am still growing my, I grew my business by, I think 25 or 30% this last year. And I continue to work two and a half to three days a week in the summer, four days a week at the most in the winter. What I would like you all to think about is how do we make space in the calendar so that you are getting the right things done and making space for yourself and your life. Making space for ourselves in our life. You mean like blocking off times when we don't work? Because I don't know that. that. That's not a thing. I don't understand how that works. What do you mean? I, I do mean that. I do mean Tuesdays, my, my calendar says golf or it says skiing. Oh, yes. You block time on your calendar that says the thing that you do for you. Wow. Okay. So I like that. So how do we go from this hot mess calendar that we have now mm -hmm. to a segmented calendar that has a limited amount of work time, reserve time for ourselves, yet we're still moving forward to accomplish the goals in the business? So if, if you were to look at your list and what you're going to find in that list is that there are themes or categories that things can fit under. So there might be several things on your list that have to do with marketing. There might be several things on your list that have to do with client care. There's going to be things on your list that are related and then categorize those. And so now you're going to have several master lists is what I'm going to call them. You're not going to have one big messy brain dump. You're going to have these master lists that can be added to, prioritized, all of that. But then here's the, here's the thing, Pat, that is the magic, the magic, magic thing. I'm giving you guys this for free is... <laughs> 
you are going to take those categories and you are going to make little time blocks in your calendar for them. And you have to decide, do I need to, do I need to focus on this category one time a month, one time a week, two times a month, three times a week? Like how often do you need to do it? And you're going to create the blocks. It's going to take you probably a month to get to actually like get there, but, but have the intention and then start making it happen. The beauty of this path is that number one, you're going you're gonna to have these little blocks and you have these master lists and you're pulling, you're dragging and dropping from the master list on what you're doing in that block. So you have a plan. And the other thing that is going to happen is when life happens, because it always does, you will be able to decide if I choose not to do this right now, when am I going to, when am I going to move this block to? Like, where's that going? Mm-hmm. So it no longer gets dropped and shoved or shoved under the rug. And then the next week you're like, oh, God, I didn't do that thing. So when you take a bunch of uh, items on the to-do list, you categorize them. Say customer care is a good one. And you take 10 tasks and put them in one pile called customer care and say at one o'clock on Wednesday, I'm doing customer care. Mm-hmm. One, you're focused. And two, are you more productive because you're staying in one fulfillment zone for that one hour? Is that what you find people get more done in less time? Yes. Yes. And you can give yourself and, and you have to give yourself permission to not finish the whole thing. You're going to work on you decide how long you're working on it. One to two, one to one forty, one to one twenty. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter to me how much time you spend on it. It matters that you're chipping away at it in a focused strat- strategic manner. And then when you finish that block that you set aside, you decide, you make a note. Where did I finish? Where am I starting? The next time I pick this up so that you know exactly what, where you are and what you're doing. And it isn't taking you 20 minutes to figure out where the heck you were in the process the next time you pick it up. If you're just joining us, this is the Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. We're talking with productivity expert Julie Miller Davis about organizing our calendar so we can get more done and focus on the things that matter. So if we take all of these tasks and stack them up by style and find spots on our calendar for them, where do we wedge in or how do we prioritize those big picture goals? Because your belief, if I'm understanding it correctly, is Work on the big picture goal stuff, and then everything else comes secondary. So how do we carve out time for those big picture goals in the business? That's an excellent question, and I can't believe I did not say that particular time block. (laughs) Um, One of your categories needs to be CEO time or white space. And that is when you get to think, dream, prioritize, and work on the things that are going to intentionally drive you towards your goal and significantly drive you towards your goal. And when you do that, as a CEO would, they close their door figuratively and work on the big stuff that matters. That's the thing that will help us get to where we wanna be in the business? Yep, there you are on do not disturb, your door is closed, your phone is probably in another room. Okay, so we've dealt with the little stuff, we've organized it, we've dealt with the big stuff and we've organized it. I can't let you go without asking more about this whole, I work two and a half days a week thing. Yep. Like, how in the heck are you doing that? Because I think everybody wants to buy that at the store. After you put in your calendar, the non-negotiable things, meaning non-negotiable things are things that are set on the calendar by someone else. Like I have a networking meeting every second Wednesday for the day, I'm, I'm busy then. The number two thing you put in your calendar is the time that you have for you. So you're going to decide Tuesdays at two, I'm done and I'm going golfing or whatever it is that you decide. 
start small. Don't try to big step it, baby step it. So use a half a day, two times a month at first. And when you get away with it, then add a whole day. And then, you know, just figure out what you want it to look like and do it. And then Pat, really, if you're doing these other things, it will all fall into place and and you're going to have to start adding, te- you will get to a place where you have to start adding team or get to start adding team. And that takes care of other things as well. If you're working too much, if you're not moving towards your goals, if you need more space in your calendar, hopefully that conversation helped you out. It's always so great when JMD comes on the show because we end up making more money and we end up playing more golf and really what's most important in life, playing more golf. Julie Miller Davis, founder and CEO of JMD Productivity. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Great to talk with you. Thanks for having me, Pat. Always get something great from Julie Miller Davis. How about social media made simple? We're doing that next on the Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a custom strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com And let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation, and we are going to converse about something that is conversed about frequently. However, we're going to talk about it in a fresh way that's really going to help you grow. You've heard people talk left and right about social media and how important it is for your small business. But if you are like me, social media can feel like a complete time suck. It's really what ideas can I generate? It doesn't really get me a lot of traction. It's just like a necessity and I have to do it. Does that feel familiar? That should feel familiar for most of you. 
but we have an expert guest on that's going to help us find some order and some clarity with our social media. Michelle Tonkovitz is the owner and CEO of Green Onion Creative. Michelle, help us, please. I mean, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having me, Pat. I'm really glad to be here, and I hope that I can add layers of awesomeness, not only to your social media, (laughs) but to everybody else who's listening, courtesy of the Green Onion Creative Bunch. Now, layers of awesomeness, that is quite a promise for the interview. I can't be the only person that feels like social media is something I have to do, even though it doesn't get me a lot of results. Is that usual when small business owners start talking to you about it? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people think, all right, I have this app. I know I got to be in these places. My kids do it all the time, but it can be extremely overwhelming. And to have a strategy, having foundational elements to help guide you, whether you're a small business owner, you um, work in a corporate marketing department, maybe you're looking for other people within your organizations or allies of your organization to help promote your social media with some really basic tools We really recommend starting off with a basic one-page social media reference guide. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can scribble it out on a piece of paper. But what we like to focus on for this reference guide is editorial calendar. Literally write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And figure out what really is doable for you to push content out. Maybe it's just one day a week. Maybe it's three days a week. Looking at your social media analytics uh, for your current pages, you might even find out that my best time to post is on Saturday nights at eight o'clock, depending on what your good or service is. Um, So outlining that calendar and again, making sure it's something doable. That's a wonderful first step. Then layer number two for your awesomeness is (laughs) is to do a little hashtag research. Hashtags are a wonderful way for you to get into the news feeds of other people who might not follow you. So look at your industry, again, the goods and services you sell, and you can even type into Google, Bing, Yahoo, the best hashtags for bananas, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right? And it'll shoot out search results for you about what are the best hashtags to use for bananas. And then you want to create your own branded hashtags. Again, for us, if you did hashtag green onion creative, you will see a flood of social posts that include that branded hashtag. Layers of awesomeness. So when you click on the hashtag and the advantage of using a hashtag is people that have replied to you may have replied with that hashtag. You can see more of the conversation, not just clicking on someone's feed to see all the stuff they've posted. Is that the right way to think about it? Absolutely, Pat. Okay. So we're building this one page guide or reference guide for our social. The first step was a calendar, most notably a calendar we can actually maintain. The second one would be to look at industry hashtags and maybe introduce a couple of branded hashtags. What comes next as we try and simplify social media? So as you're starting to develop that content from a written standpoint, you also have to look at that layer of the visual. And so one of the things that we recommend to have on your um, social reference guide are images. Um, So perhaps you use Canva 
that's a great tool that we at Green Onion Creative use, as well as we encourage our clients to use if they're self-sustaining, to pull together all the different types of images that really are reflective of your company. And that way, you know whether um, you're in charge of social media or you're handing it off to a new hire, or maybe you're going to outsource it to a partner or you have an ally. Hey, this is kind of the feel that we're going for with our post. This is like what speaks to our brand. We want you to use this type of imagery. It's not saying you specifically have to use that unless you do have a corporate photo library. Awesome. But just so you continue to have that familiar tone and feel for all of your posts, you could take it even one step deeper and we can create social media templates that are branded on themes. So let's say every Tuesday is Tip Tuesday. For example, for Green Onion Creative, that's what we do. And so um, my bunch, they have created a consistent template visual that pops up every Tuesday for Tip Tuesday. But the text within the caption um, and the topic we're talking about varies. So when we do this stuff, I've also heard you say mood is important. Is that part of the, I don't want to call it brand essence because it's so overused, but basically as people see you, they feel like they're getting to know you because you're not bouncing around personality and, and amounts of energy. Is that that mood characteristic part of this one-page reference guide? Yes. We like to include that mood characteristic um, as part of our reference guide. And you'll you'll hear the use of mood boards in so many different industries as well. Prime example, if you're working with an interior designer or an interior decorator, right? What do you want the mood of this room to be? What do you want the mood of your office to be? What do you want the mood of your brand to be? And so um, with the themes that you're establishing on your editorial calendar, you can also make sure that the mood from one day doesn't drastically change from the other day. And that's a nice mm. way to continue to build um, a holistic approach because you don't want to have moody Monday and it's like gloom and doom, <laughs> right? And then you follow it up at the end of the week with sunny Saturday. Oh, well, unless that's something that your bridge is, is into. We really just recommend helping with mood boards. If you're not familiar with it, wonderful thing about Google, Bing and Yahoo, it's all at your fingertips, but you can always reach out too. We're talking with Michelle Tonkovitz, the owner and CEO of Green Onion Creative, and we're talking about social media for small business. And as you're sharing this one sheet and the idea of consistency, I'm having a little bit of a conflict because you hear that social is all about engagement. And sometimes engagement might be the thing of the moment or the hot story, but you're talking about consistency and forethought and uh, having a brand that people can become familiar with. Is that familiarity more important to you as a strategist than hopping on the trend of the moment and trying to get a couple of extra clicks? In my opinion, yes. Because you want your brand to live beyond just this moment of what's the hot topic, hashtag bananas. So, <laughs> so this is going to be bananas to you, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. In all of my experiences of attending conferences, listening to podcasts, you know, we really have identified, um, not myself, but other industry professionals have identified, there's three types of users of social media. You have the scroller, 
right? The person who just wants to see what everybody's doing and they're just going to quickly, quickly, quickly run their finger across their screen. You have the content creators. Oh my gosh, I have to push all this stuff out there. I'm going to show up and throw up, as Lisa Rabel always says, one of our favorites <laughs> from our work meet. And that's what they do. They're just like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put out social posts every single day. We're going to just hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them. But the key is the third social media user, which is the engager. Not only do we want people to engage with our posts and having that familiarity, right? That warm, comforting, every time I walk into grandma's house on Sunday, I'm going to smell cookies type of feel. That's what you're trying to capture with your social media calendar and this mood board. But not only do we want people to engage with you and like your posts and comment and share, it is so critical that you return that engagement and you like and comment and share the people who are following you. Because nobody wants to go on a date with someone who goes, look at me, look at my muscles, my cologne smells so good. I'm driving this hot rod car. Nobody wants to go on a date with that person. It's a give and take relationship. So make sure you engage back. Consistency and engagement it can simplify social media for small business owners. Uh, very informative, super helpful. Owner and CEO of Green Onion Creative, Michelle Tonkovitz, thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, Pat. Coming up, we're going to shift gears. We're going to get away from the day-to-day -day tactical stuff like time blocking and social media. We're going to have a big picture discussion and a celebration with a friend of ours in Canada, Carmel Ecker. We're going to talk about what we do every day and how our choices and the way we set up our small business can hardwire joy as compensation into our small business lifestyle. We'll talk with Carmel Ecker next on The Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation, and you know how important celebrating things is to me. Because as small business owners celebrate, uh, they realize that they're making progress in their life, and we can also ask them questions about how they did what they did so we can learn. Today, we're doing a little bit of a different small business celebration, but this might be the biggest learning episode 
forever. We're talking with Carmel Ecker, life coach of your one amazing life. Carmel, welcome to the show. How are you today? I am doing great, Pat. Thanks for having me. So I'm glad you're here because we're going to celebrate something that's a little bit different. You didn't make 10 bucks and you didn't like drive down expenses or hire your first employee. You're celebrating something a little bit bigger and deeper than that. What are we celebrating today? I am celebrating intentionally choosing how I'm going to spend my time every day and making it not just about business. What do you mean by that? Give us some some description on that because I'm not quite clear. Yeah. So there's this idea that, you know, there's your business and your life and you have to strike a balance between the two. And the reality is that they're interwoven. They're not separate. Like you, especially if you're a small business owner, you are your business. And what can happen when you are your business is that you spend all of your time thinking about working on um, managing your business. And a lot of the things that we'd love to do in life kind of get put on the back burner in favor of like building, create, like creating more in the business side. And this year, one of the things that I realized is that last year I did not spend nearly enough time doing things like riding my bike, which as you know, is one of my absolute favorite things to do. It gets me fired up. It clears my head. There's so much that it does for me. And this year, I decided, no, every day at noon, every single day at noon, and there are some exceptions, but I, <laughs> but I am going for a mountain bike ride. I have two riding areas, a 10-minute bike ride from my house. I, I actually have no excuse. Wow. That is definitely something worth celebrating. I think most of us, me included, look at this particular topic of work and our life through the lens of if I maximize my work, if I make all the money, then I'll get to live my life. But you're saying you're doing it a different way. I'm totally doing it a different way. Yeah. I I just realized that when I did this thing for myself, I got m- amazing ideas while I was out there. I felt better physically. And so I just kind of set the rule for myself that you know, at least every other day, I am going to go out and ride my bike. You have mountain biking, but not everybody has mountain biking. Right. Some people just think they're going to work for a living, but you believe that everyone has something like mountain biking inside of them. Is that part of the belief that you're living creatively and you are building a life that works with a business rather than a business that accommodates your life? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody has something in them. And not everybody's figured out what it is. I actually met someone a few weeks ago, and she has her kids, she has her husband, and she has her work, and that's it. And she doesn't have anything that's for herself. And in this conversation with her, she just couldn't come up with anything that really got her fired up. And I thought, wow, like I can't imagine not having mountain biking or some equivalent that made me feel like, yeah, this is the thing that I do for me. And as small business owners, we get to set our own schedule. So technically we can build our life around the things that bring us joy. So it may not be mountain biking for someone that's listening. For me, it's golfing. I like to take a break and go out and putt on the putting green or hit a bucket of balls or whatever it might be. 
But what's interesting about this conversation is we build a business that surrounds our passions uh, so we can get out and do what we do and be successful is that it's refreshingly simple. Usually conversations like this about the meaning of life and why we work have these 10, 20, 30 year time horizons. But you're saying we can start installing this concept into our schedule today so we can go hit golf balls or ride our bike today. Can you talk about how to install this right away? Yeah, it's 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 not rocket science. It, part of it is picking, you know, maybe the small, I'll take something from, you know, the land of BJ Fogg. He's a tiny habits researcher. And he says, find the smallest denomination of something that you can do if you want to start a new habit. And just do that and let it take like five minutes, less than five minutes. I don't want our hobbies, you know, the things that fill us to only take five minutes. But, you know, if you only have 15 minutes in a day to do something that makes you feel good, that makes you feel like you have a creative life, that you're not just working for your business, but you're also getting the fulfillment of choosing what it is you want to spend your time on, then do that. So this takes something that I've said before, that time is compensation, and it takes it to the next level. If you're struggling with installing this thought or, oh, I can't do this, the opportunity to go putt for 30 minutes over lunch or to go for a bike ride at noon every day or however you build your schedule such that your joy accommodates your work, not the other way around. If you can view that as compensation, that's part of the benefit we get from building our own business and taking the risk that we take. So last thing, any words of advice for someone that wants to install biking into their day or finding the thing that brings them joy so they can enjoy tomorrow as a small business owner? Yeah. So first thing is if you don't have anything that you do for you, spend the time to figure out what you might like that to be and be willing to play. You know, it, you may not find it right away, but be willing to play. Go out and try some new different things. You know, when I first tried mountain biking, I didn't know that 25 years later, I would still be doing it. I just tried it out. I was willing because I was in my 20s and I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. I'll go hurl myself down a mountain. Right? <laughs> so that's that's the first thing is just be willing to play and, and find something that gets you, makes you happy and fires you up. Um, and then commit to doing it. Like make that commitment to yourself. It's so easy. And I've done it before where I've said, yeah, okay, you know what? I really want to cycle more this year and I'm going to, I'm going to do it every day at noon or I'm going to do it every day at three or whatever the time was. And then, you know, noon comes and it's like, oh, you know what? I've got a, I've got this going on and, oh, I'm doing really well with this project. And I, you just got to make that a great, the same as if you were, uh, had made a promise to somebody else that you were going to show up and do it. Yeah. Just do it and recognize that it's going to fill you up, bring you joy, actually give you more energy when you come back to whatever it was you were doing. And that I love that idea that you have is that it is part of my compensation package as a business owner. It's why we work so hard, so we can set our own schedule. Mm -hmm. One of the most inspirational small business celebrations we've had in a long time. Carmel Ecker, Life Coach, your one amazing life. Congratulations, and thanks for coming on The Pat Miller Show. Thanks so much, Pat. The perfect way to end this week's Pat Miller Show. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll see you right here next week. 
Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on The Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.